Welcome to 2021, our year of the supernatural. We believe that in this year, as prophesied, your life will go above and beyond the natural and that it will be positively and supernaturally changed through this sermon. The teaching you're about to listen to by our anointed shepherd, Pastor Boni Bahati, will challenge you, strengthen and transform you to live the victorious life you were created to enjoy. Listen and be blessed. Father, thank you for giving us sons, giving us fathers. In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. My sermon today is titled Fatherhood or Fathers and Longevity. Fathers and Longevity. Fathers and Longevity. Fathers and Longevity. I hope you are enjoying our new sound. It's not, they have not delivered everything we paid for. They are delivering part of it at the end of this month. These speakers will be hung somewhere and more monitors. And I'm believing God will get more money and finish paying for a few things that we need to finish paying for. And we'll be good to go. Are we together? Fantastic. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. The Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. I feel like I'm blind when I hear these things. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So this is to say, there are parents who are called parents in the Lord. And pastor, what are parents in the Lord? Parents in the Lord are your spiritual parents. Each one of us here, God has given you a spiritual parent. If you don't have a spiritual parent, it's because you've not designed that you have a spiritual parent. And a spiritual parent is your pastor. Your father in the Lord is the person who was travailed. The Bible says, Paul speaking, I travail that Christ may be formed in you. That man who travails. <laughs> I don't think that, that, that this cape. He's <laughs> called Labongo Mumia. Let me see. <laughs> look at this guy. Look at that cape. You look like Nabongo Mumia. <laughs> Fantastic. I appreciate him. <laughs> That's why you are going to get it, eh? So the Bible says, the Bible says that I travail in labor that Christ may be formed in you. So the man who travails in labor that Christ may be formed in you, that is your spiritual parent. The man who has caused Christ to be formed, because all of you have a measure of the formation of Christ in you. The, the, the bigger Christ is in you, the bigger the reflection of Christ you possess. So as it is right now, all of us have a measure of who Christ is in our lives. We have a certain measure of who Christ is in our life. Are we together? Are we together? So that is who is called your parents in the Lord. Are we together? Verse 2. The Bible says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Then now he moves to your biological parents. He says, for them, honor them. For spiritual parents, obey them. For biological parents, honor them. Are you seeing that, verse 1? Let's, let's check verse 1. Quickly. Obey your parents in the Lord. So for your spiritual parents is to obey. Are we together? For your biological parents is to honor. So you honor them. 
To honor is to show regard. Like I regard you as my parent. You don't disregard them. You don't say saying, ah, me now my own man. No, you honor them. You give them that place of a parent. Are we together? For your spiritual parents, you obey them. Verse 3. Verse 3, quickly. That it may be well with you. That it may be well with you. And you may live long on earth. So when you combine the honor for your biological parents and the obedience for your spiritual parents, what happens is that you live long. Number one. Number two is that you do well. So when you combine obedience for spiritual parents and honor for biological parents, what happens? God rewards you with two things. It is well with you. And number two, God does what? He makes sure that you live long on earth. So that is to say, when you disobey your spiritual parents and dishonor your biological parents, it cannot be well with you. Neither can you live long on earth. So some of us, we have no regard for our biological parents. We have no honor for them. To have regard is to esteem them. To know that, ah, these are my parents. I need to honor them. You have no regard. When you do that, you are denying yourself living long and being well with you. To be well with you means to succeed. To be well with you means to move forward. To be well with you means to travel. To be well with you means to surge forward. To be well with you means to grow and become mighty. So when you don't honor and don't obey, you deny yourself being well with you and living long. So ladies and gentlemen, God expects us to obey. So one of the sure ways to shorten your life is to dishonor your fathers and mothers. I say fathers and mothers because I'm speaking on both biological and spiritual. Now look around you carefully and you'll find this to be practically true. You'll find that children who have dishonored their fathers, their life has been shortened. Their ministries have been shortened. Their call has been shortened. Their life on earth has been shortened. Because the surest and the... How many want to live a short life? I can give you the easiest way to live a short life. So you only say you only live once. I want to, you only live once. Lift up your hand. I show you how you only live once. Easy. You only live once easily by dishonoring your fathers and your mothers. When you disobey your parents in the Lord, you make your days short. You make your days full of want and struggle. Mmm. Mm. So you see, in your ministry, in your life, in your career, your longevity is determined by your relationship with your father. In your ministry, in your, in your calling, in your career, in your marriage, in every aspect of your life. The longevity of those things is determined by the relationship you have with your father. So longevity speaks of how long you last in life. Longevity speaks of how long you last in marriage. Longevity speaks of how long you last in ministry. Longevity speaks of how long you last in your career. Longevity speaks of how long you last in that thing that you matters to you. That thing that matters to you will only last as long as 
you have a good relationship with your father. So you will always meet people ahead of you. It is important that you honor these people who are ahead of you, who God has called fathers. Even if you have a different design, a different ministry, a different way of doing things, you must have proper respect and proper honor for the fathers who God has given to your life. Some of us, because we are young, we feel like we are the best thing after Adam. When I tell you something, you know, I When your mother tells you something, you know, What you don't understand is, as much as you have a different design of doing things, you have a different way of doing things, God expects you to show honor to your biological parents and obedience to your spiritual parents. That is the only way you can have longevity. We, our generation right now does not last long in anything. We are quick to quit. We are quitters. Oh, depression. <laughs> me, 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 it's about me first. It's about my happiness. If I'm not happy, I'm out. That's nonsense. It's not about your happiness. You cannot persevere. The Bible says persevere hardness like a good soldier. You don't know how to persevere. Look, Pastor says, this generation yet you could persevere. Most of us don't know how to persevere. It's about my happiness. <laughs> it's me first. Have you heard those things? Me first, self-love. Self-care. Eh? If I don't mind love myself, who will love me? Those are demonic teachings. The Bible does not say me first. Actually, the Bible says others first. That's what the Bible says, others first. But you, Satan has sold to you this thing and you've bought it. You subscribe to it, Maka, you teach it now. It's about me first. It's about my happiness. If I'm not happy, who will be happy? Mom, me, I'm dating this guy because it's about my happiness. If it makes me happy to date him, I'll date him. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's about your happiness. Wow. It's about your happiness? Wow. 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 It's not about your happiness, sweetheart. If, if everything was about our happiness, what, what would this world be like if everything was about our happiness? If it is about your happiness, how will this world be like? Just think. What would we have done in, in this world? Because someone would be happy to kill. It's about his happiness. He takes a gun and he begins to kill. And that's what is happening right now. Because it's about my happiness. In America, mass shooting is everywhere. Someone can walk into church right now, take a gun and start shooting. It's about my happiness. It's about my happiness. Drunk driving. You go killing people on the road because it's about my happiness. It's about my happiness. You go, ha you, you, you start giving people diseases. I hear stories of people who have spread a sudden disease, HIV. It's about their happiness. And they are happy when they do that. It's never about your happiness. It's never about that. It's never about your happiness. If it was about your happiness, you would not be going to school. Because you are never happy to be in school anyway. <laughs> yeah. If it was actually about your happiness. That, that, that is about my happiness. Is what has degenerated to become the cancel culture. Have you heard of the cancel culture? If you don't like it, we cancel the guy. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. And you see the people propagating is you. Is you and me. This generation. That's why there's no longevity in this generation. What you are guy? When I say, I'm going to 30, I'm a daddy. 30. When I say 60, I'm a daddy. I'm a daddy. I'm a daddy. Because you are trying to push ancient stones 
And the Bible says, do not move the ancient stones that your father's placed. There are things you don't touch. There are things you don't touch. There are lines you don't cross. But you, because it's about your happiness, you don't care. You cross lines. You don't give a damn, 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 damn. I don't really care. I don't give a damn, That's why you are dying like chicken. That's why you are dying like chicken. You hear someone has drunk, like there's a video I was presenting a while back of that lady. He was drinking some alcohol. I don't want to mention it. Do you want me to advertise them or what? No free adverts. People will be saying, ah, come up and see me try you know, you need to make our communion. your real deal. Not everybody here is here is born again. Don't be deceived by people coming to church. And I said to Nongevi, I'm to go high. Ali, I'm So, Pastor Akitaja, you are going And I said, ah, I see you in the sea, you are going to go high. Jesus turned water into wine. No, I see you in the sea. A little for the stomach. Moses Alikata Maji. Aye. Aye. So, what was I saying before that? You see such a, such a case. Why is it happening? There's no longevity. There's no longevity. Because you've pushed the ancient stones. So the easiest way to shorten your life, my dear, the easiest way to shorten your life, brother, is to dishonor people whom God has made fathers to you. Look, you never chose your father. Nonetheless, God expects you to show them honor. You didn't choose them, but God expects you to show honor to them. I know, I know you, you, you'd want to be born in the Kenyatta's family, but look, you were born in Kenuthia's family. Accept that. Accept that. Accept it and begin to see this man as the reason why I'm on earth. Were it not for your biological father, you'll not be here. You are carrying his DNA. Yeah, you would have decided I'm not having sex tonight. Of course. I'm going to go celibate. You'll not be here. If your father would have become a father, a priest, a Catholic priest. If your father would have become a father, like a Catholic priest. You see what I did there? You'll not be here. You'll not be here. But he decided, I'm going to forego the call so that I can produce you. This one thing. Now, he would have decided, I'm not going to go to the seminary so that I can produce you. He would have decided to go to seminary. Yeah. But he said, I'm not going to seminary, I'll work. You'll get it when you go home. And because of that work, you are seated here. So appreciate the fact that he sacrificed that for you. Honor your father and mother, the Bible says. Whether they are good or bad, the Bible says honor them. So I'm going to show you two examples of long-lasting people in the Bible. Two examples of ministries that lasted long. Now allow me to use the, name, to, to use the word ministry to speak so that I, 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 ministry will encouple both your life and everything else. Are we together? Are we together? 
So when I say ministry, understand what I mean, eh? I mean every sphere of your life. Are we together? So there are two examples of long-lasting ministries in the Bible. This example is number one, the example of Jesus Christ and the example of David. So the ministry of Jesus spanned thousands of years and is even getting stronger. The ministry of King David is still being felt through the Psalms that he wrote and the life that he led. So if you want to survive and persist through, through the years, learn this principle that I'm about to teach you. The principle of honoring fathers. Because when you honor father, you persist in life. When you honor fathers, you get through life. You survive through many handicaps. The monitors, I need more volume on my monitors. I can't hear myself. Are we together? You persist. So number one, Jesus respected John the Baptist. Jesus respected John the Baptist. Jesus respected John the Baptist. He acknowledged him and even went to his church. Jesus respected John the Baptist. He acknowledged him and went to his church. Jesus went further and submitted himself to the ministry of John the Baptist. Jesus, the savior of the world. We are looking at the ministry of Jesus first. He submitted himself to John the Baptist. He respected John the Baptist and even went further and joined his church. I'm so sure you're wondering, is that in the Bible? Yeah. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. He submitted himself to the ministry of John the Baptist. Let's read together. One, two, three. One, two, and three. Can we read? And Jesus came from Galilee to John at Jordan to be baptized by him. Uh -huh. Verse 14. Verse 15. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. Ladies and gentlemen, we just read of Jesus submitting himself to John the Baptist. So Jesus regarded John the Baptist as a father. That he was willing to submit himself to him. John the Baptist is junior to Jesus. Jesus is the God of this world. Jesus is the God of John the Baptist. <laughs> Jesus is the Savior of the world. Jesus is more superior than John the Baptist. However, because of what John the Baptist has done, John the Baptist is considered as the forerunner of Christ. Jesus had to submit himself to him. He went and told him, verse, 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 go to verse 13. He went and told him, quickly, brother, verse 13, Jesus came from Galilee to John the Baptist, or John at, at Jordan, to be baptized by him. So he came and said, I want you, John the Baptist, to baptize me, son of the living God. Crazy, right? How can you baptize the son of the living God? Who should baptize the other? So even John was perplexed, verse 14. John said, no, I can't do this. I need you to baptize me, but not me to baptize you. Because John knew that this man is senior to me. He is the son of the living God. 
Actually, he noticed him and he said, this is the son of the living God. He that came I'm not even worthy to untie his shoes. That's what he said. But Jesus went to the church of John the Baptist while he was doing baptism and said, John, I'm a member of your church. I want you to baptize me. Because the Bible says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. God cannot break his scriptures. He himself had to submit himself to his written word. That he was willing to bow down and respect another man. Well, when I say, I'm my own man. Miss Yezi, I'm your person, Nani. Pasini Nani. Me, my pastor, ni wakora, ni Wezi. This is Jesus, the example you claim to follow. <laughs> this is the example you claim to follow. And we can see from his example that he submitted himself to be baptized with another man. You know, he that baptizes you is stronger than you. You understand? Like he's higher in rank. Right? So if Jesus was submitting himself to be baptized by John the Baptist, what was he trying to say? What was he trying to say? He was trying to say that I see you as superior to me. So I want you to baptize me. He submitted himself to the place of accepting to be baptized. That is why the ministry of Jesus is living to date. If he never did this, Jesus would not be, his ministry would not be alive today. Are we together? So by him submitting, he was showing us that if you want longevity, you have to submit to another man. So Jesus went further and spoke highly of John the Baptist. Even though Jesus was doing miracles and John the Baptist was not doing miracles, Jesus did not look at him and said, Ah, this man, what is he? Me, I raised the dead. Did you hear of John the Baptist raising the dead? Did you ever hear? But Jesus still spoke highly of this man. Matthew chapter 11, verse 7. Matthew chapter 11, verse 7. Matthew chapter 11, verse 7. The Bible says, As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? Verse 8. But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are kings in houses. Because John never used to do those things. He was not wearing soft clothes. He was wearing skin. He was eating honey. He was living in the desert. He had no miracles. He had no miracle working power. Verse 9. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? He said, yes, a prophet. I said to you, he is more than a prophet. Not only is he a prophet, he is more than a prophet. That is Jesus speaking highly of another man. And Jesus is superior to John the Baptist. But he's saying for John the Baptist, he's more than a prophet. And John the Baptist had no power to raise the dead. It's not recorded anywhere in the Bible. But Jesus was raising the dead. But Jesus says for this man, he's more than a prophet. He's not clothed in, he's not clothed in soft clothes. He doesn't, he's not a soft life ambassador like you. But this man, he is more than a prophet. Right now you can be doing better than your pastor. You drive a better car than him. You live in a better house than him. You are more educated than him. But the Bible still says that that man is more than a prophet. With all your qualifications, 
Right now you can be better than your pa parents, your biological parents. Way better than them. More educated. More knowledgeable. More superior in thought, in understanding. But the Bible says that even after all that is said and done, that those ones are more than a prophet. So Jesus saw that his father, John the Baptist, was not performing miracles, was not healing the sick, but Jesus still spoke highly of him. That he was willing to submit himself to the ministry of a mere man. Can you imagine God submitting himself to a mere man? Eh? A mere mortal, and he is immortal. God is immortal, right? He submits himself to a mortal. How much more you mortal? Why would you not, why would you not submit yourself? Why would you not bow down and be taught? Why? Kiburi ulionayo inakumaliza, inakuwa. Because what you are doing, even your savior doesn't do it. The Jesus you claim to represent doesn't do it. And you can see someone saying, me, I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church. But Jesus was willing to go and be baptized by a man. By a man! Can you imagine? I want you to take a minute and think about that. Jesus went and, and told a man, I want you to baptize me. Yeah. You're superior than me. Jesus was the son of the living God. Eh? You get it? He was the son of the living God. But he was willing to say, hey, I want you to, I want you to baptize me. I want you to baptize me. I want you to baptize me. And John the Baptist said, no. Jesus insisted and said, no. I said, you have to baptize me. You have to baptize me. I'm not worthy to untie your shoelaces. Yes, I know. But I want me to be baptized by you. Because Jesus knew that's the only way you'll have longevity in life. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. When you do that, it shall be well with you. It shall be well with you. Then you will have a long life. If Jesus never did that, we will not be speaking of Jesus today. Because he would not have fulfilled all righteousness, as the Bible says. He told him, I want you to baptize me so that we can fulfill all righteousness. What righteousness was he fulfilling right now? He was fulfilling the righteousness of children. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. However how superior you think you are, however how mighty you think you are, good to see you. However how great you think you are, Jesus expects you to submit yourself to the man he has ordained for you. Because there's someone that God has ordained for you. There's someone whom God has chosen to be your father. That is the man God expects you to fulfill all righteousness by obeying him. If you want it to be well with you, fulfill all righteousness. If you want to live long, fulfill all righteousness. I know you are a good tither, but fulfill all righteousness. I know you pray a lot, but fulfill all righteousness. I know you even fast, but fulfill all righteousness. Because when you don't fulfill all righteousness, 
You can be doing what you are doing, but if the righteousness is not full, you will not get the measure of what you're supposed to get. That's why you see some people fast and pray. Look, me, I can tell you for a fact, some of you pray more than I pray. You fast more than I fast. You sing to the Lord more than I sing to the Lord. You cry to the Lord more than I cry. You all, you're always in the mountain seeking the Lord, like John the Baptist. <laughs> always in the mountains. Jangwani, Katoloni, Nadaftabuana, Nadaftabuana, Wana Mungu Mukozi, Nadakani, and Nataka Wepu Abuana. Where are you, Wepoyako Bado, or Maskini? When are you, Wepoyako Bado? You've done nothing. Because there's one righteousness. That you're not fulfilling. So you do all that. Me, I fulfill one righteousness. <laughs> which is, children, obey your parents in the Lord. I overtake you. I overtake you. I overtake you. And you wonder, why is it not working for me? I'm an intercessor. I mean, intercessor. 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 I seek the Lord. I fast. I sow seeds. I give to one honoring my prophet. But nothing is working for me. Yeah. Because there's one element that you're not doing. That's what Jesus did. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Honor your father and mother. For this is the first commandment with a promise. When you do that, it shall be well with you. And you shall live long. Do you want to live long? Do you want to have longevity in your career? Honor your father and mother. Obey your parents in the Lord. That's the only sure way for you and me to have longevity. So Jesus, his ministry and his life has transcended generations. Because he was willing to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus preached a different message from John. We are looking at his, the ministry of Jesus. So that thing is Jesus preached a different message from John the Baptist. But Jesus still acknowledged the greatness and the relevance of John the Baptist. Because the, the message of John the Baptist was righteousness, repentance. Repent! For the day at hand, that's what the Bible says, right? A, a voice crying out in the desert, saying, repent. Jesus did not necessarily preach the message of repent. He didn't preach that message. Passe. He preached it, but that was not his main focus. But Jesus still acknowledged and said, this man is superior than I. This man is more than a prophet. Verse 11, Matthew 11, 11. He said, this man is more than a prophet. This man is not just an ordinary. I know I preach a different message from him. <laughs> I know I don't do what he does. But this man is superior. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than him. So I can tell you assuredly that there is no body born of a woman up to date who is greater than John the Baptist. 
Are you born of a woman or a crocodile? No one is greater than John the Baptist. And Jesus acknowledged and said, this one is greater. Can you imagine? Jesus, Jesus saying, this is greater than me. You, there's nobody who is greater than you. You are your own man. Nobody is greater than you. When you are Madon, Alpha and Omega. Like it is a Kuandama brother. Ata girlfriend yako akusiki. Akusiki na unaonanga wewe ndio greater. Paka yako ikusiki. Unasema cho 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 inaenda. Amen na tamani. And you keep saying I'm the goat. I'm the goat. You are the goat sangapi? Wewe ni mbuzi. Wewe ni mbuzi. Nobody is greater than you. There must be someone whom you bow to. I was telling some people this week, there must be an altar that you bow to. There must be an altar that you bow to. Hata waganga, wako na waganga wao. Yeah. Kuna mwana anaenda anatraveliki kwenda ma ma powers. Wanda ku restock. Dr. Ndumba kutoka Tanzania. Yeah. Wakituye maybe anaanga Dar es Salaam. Ama Loliondo. Every human being must have an altar they bow to. There must be someone who when he speaks, you say, yes, I'll do as you've said. There must be someone like that in your life. If there's no one like that, uko papaya, brother. Vile naona, kuna shida maali. Kuna shida ya kiro, kuna shida ya kimwili, na shida ya kimawazo. Shida ya kiro, shida ya kimwili, shida ya kimawazo spiritual problem mental problem and physical problem because Jesus is showing us here Jesus the son of Kwani who do you follow how many are followers of Jesus how many are followers of Jesus is this is this is, are these are the words of Jesus if it is in your bible you'd have seen these words are in red to say what these words were expressly spoken by Jesus Christ. He says, assuredly, assuredly, I say to you, among those born of a woman, there is not reason one greater than John the Baptist. Among those born of a woman, sister, are you born of a woman? There's no one greater than John. Jesus acknowledged and said, this man is great. So there must be someone you acknowledge in your life and say, this man is greater than me. When he says it, I'll do it. I have a man who is greater than me. He's called Pastor Jimmy Mashati. When he says, jump, by the grace of God, I try my best to jump. Because there must be one man who is greater than you. That's the only way you go up in the kingdom of God. That's the only way. And pastor, but what if my father is like this and like this? I'll show you reasons why you should rebel against your father. Right now, I'm going to show you. Reasons why you should rebel. Reasons why you should rebel. But as for now, I'm telling you, Jesus said, Mweni, among all those born of a woman from Kitui, there is none that has a reason greater than John the Baptist. Ako metoka Kitui, ametoka Masaku, ametoka Kabonzoeni, 
ametoka Kisumu ametoka Busaya ametoka wherever none is greater like John the Baptist even when John the Baptist was trying to refrain him Jesus was saying no I will not allow you Jesus was preaching a different message but he still said hey bro there is nobody who is greater than this guy called John the Baptist that's why we speak of Jesus to date we speak about his goodness so after Jesus had submitted himself to the ministry of John the Baptist that is when a voice from heaven said this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased it was during the baptism right now that voice came so if he had never gone to submit himself to John the Baptist that voice in heaven could never have endorsed him because this generation we live in the council culture you fight what you should not fight you rise up to remove ancient stones you should not touch what your parents fear you don't fear what your parents fear you don't fear what which doctors fear you don't fear you go touching a which doctor in kitui cannot touch a pastor he says sitaki mambo mimi sipendi mambo you you have no power whatsoever you start saying nini 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 kesho that's why your life is the way it is right now you are 20 but you've had more girls than your age the body count is more than your age you cannot stay sober you are always high when you are sober things are speaking to your head you are almost going mad at 20 kichwa inaruka ni ngoo tu jatoa na ngoo tunakaribia ukiendelea unatoa jesus had not won souls can you imagine He had not healed the sick. He had not raised the dead. He had done none of that. But just after he submitted himself to John and John baptized him, a voice from heaven said, "This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased." Wapendwa. This is the surest way live long on earth it is the surest way to have a lot of things in life the ministry of jesus or the life of jesus became exceedingly great because he was willing to submit himself to a man there must be a man you bow to there must be if you want to do well in life there must be one man whom you bow to not two not three not four one then shall you have power on earth and power in heaven you can't have power with men if you don't have power in heaven jesus was demonstrating that he has intimacy with god he was willing to obey god to the point of dying on a cross look do you know it is so humiliating for someone like jesus the son of the living god eh jesus no son of the living god sindio aende ambie mtukaa frank frank ni aje I want you to baptize me. 
Okay, let me use my example. It's me telling this guy, baptize me. Baptize me. It's so humiliating in the first place. Because at a point, actually, the disciples of John left John and followed Jesus. At a point, we see in the Bible. They said, now, we want to follow Jesus. And John told them, go and follow Jesus. And that man, whom Jesus was, te- whom those disciples were, were, were deciding to follow Jesus, Jesus is saying, that man whom you just left is greater than anyone born of a woman. Ignorance na kiburi. Yoni combination mbaya. So you go touching what you shouldn't touch. You go pushing lines you shouldn't push. You become what you're not supposed to become. You start speaking about things you shouldn't speak about. That's why you don't live long. You can see you ume twenty twenty. So in two years, you've done twenty businesses. None is doing well. You have a degree, first class degree, but the degree is not helping you. You start saying, Oh, it's the government that is not having conducive environment. But even in this unconducive environment, people are still getting jobs. People are flying first class. In this unconducive environment, we It's the government of heaven that has closed the heavens over you. So the heavens are closed. And if you have no heavens that are clear, come on, mbingu leo wazi. Asikia kubiriko kiswahili. Kama ula mbingu ilio wazi, utafanya nini? We utafanya nini? Mbingu yako yuki mefungwa. Najwa mbingu yuki mefungwa ya maisha hakuna mvua. Sindio? Na mvua nyinafanyanga vitu vime. That's what the Bible says. And it shall be like the dew of heaven. When the dew of heaven comes down, there's rain. But there's no dew. There's no dew in your life. So you and your degree, you are as good as nothing. When I got degree yako, first class, I kusaidi. Na English yako moto. English uko nayo. Kizungu na ituanga. <laughs> ah, tukatai. Ah, tukatai. English na ituanga. Mapu na ongea nayo. Mapu ni kuongea. How are you? Tiger. You know, I'm a, I don't like tiger. Like chi. I G E R Tiger because they are tougher. You go now, like any machine, you go tougher. You will come your tiger. Urembo go now. Urembo go now. Kubeba umebeba. Adi ajirani. Kubeba umebeba. Umejisitiri. Insurance ukonayo. Assets ukonazo. Believe yo. Umezungukwa. Kama milima izungukwa Jerusalem. Kama mawimbi upendo wa Yesu. Umezungukwa na mawimbi. Lakini bado.
hautoboi hautoboi kwa nini wasichana walio si warembo wanaolewa unaona harusi zao unasema ai ai tuambiane ukweli ai hapana ah, aliona nini aliona nini mbingu yako imefungwa kwa sababu hautimizi hautimizi ahadi hautimizi kilichofaa utimize malengo hauyatimizi kwa hivyo mbingu yako imefungwa na urembo yako aja gani ukue na urembo na mbingu iliyofungwa aja gani ukue mrembo na mbingu imefungwa watu wakiona tu wanaona sex tool wanakutumia wapendavyo wanakufinyanga wapendavyo alafu wanakuacha hawakusaidii acha gani acha gani ndugu yangu acha gani mbingu imefungwa kwa sababu ya yale mambo unayofanya how fulfill rasha sasa usoni nini au utimizi utakatifu Autimizi utakatifu. Most of you think righteousness is not having sex. That's just part of righteousness. Now, you see when you are not born again, your definition of righteousness is not having sex, not drinking. That's your definition. Because when you're not born again, you choose between black and white. Sin or righteousness. Evil or good. After you receive Christ, you now choose between good and good. Pal and pal white. Hapo ni unaambiwa tipiza. Rasha sasimaniaje? Utakatifu. Timiza utakatifu. Ni ipi utakatifu? Utakatifu ya kwanza ni kenye naongelea sasa. Watii wazazi wako wa kiroho. Honor your father and mother. Usipowatii wazazi wako wa kiroho, hautimizi ahadi. Ni ahadi ya mani? Umesema nini? utakatifu amtimizi utakatifu utimizi utakatifu utakatifu wako haujatimia that's the ministry of jesus he did that that's why he took his we speak i'm speaking about him right now i've never met him by the way <laughs> you know i speak like him i speak about him bakam nafikiri mnaongea kandaye usiku i've never met him i just believe what i read about him I believe what I've read about him. Because I can see the effects of that what he did 2000 years ago. I can see its effect today. And you can see the effects as well. You are here because of Jesus. Or why are you in this church? Do we do we do we worship uh, Jehovah Wanyonyi? Are we followers of Jehovah Wanyonyi? Si alikufa. Who do we follow? Jesus. So why are you here? And Jesus is telling you, I have done this as an example to you. he fulfilled all righteousness then after that god said this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased so tell me the truth why would you not want to become like jesus why would you not want to become like him ladies and gentlemen let this be a warning to those who are quick to fight what is ahead of them and quick to criticize what is bigger and older be slow 
be slow just know unajikula unajiua mwenyewe hujarogwa umejiroga wewe na mdomo yako umefanya nini umejiroga umejiroga roga <laughs> umejiroga roga let's look at the ministry of david so king david acknowledges acknowledges soul as being the anointed king before him even though Saul had many problems David never attacked him he actually called him my father he had all the right to call him the madman of Jerusalem but he said no this is my father he called him the lord's anointed he would have called him the demonized daddy didi demonized daddy but he said no this is the lord's anointed that is why his throne was established to date Luke chapter 1 verse 32 Luke chapter 1 verse 32 Luke 1:32 Luke 1:32 It's on the screen I want us to read together Can we read together Let's read again one to the only to read slowly because of what god because of what david did god was obligated to establish that throne forever such that jesus christ had to come through the lineage of david jesus had to come through the lineage of david that's why he called jesus the son of david because of what david did to his father saul saul was demonized though saul was mad he used to go mad that's what the bible says and a spirit would enter him madness and david would play and he would come he would become normal but david never said you are demonized do you call your father all sorts of names just because he drinks you've called him names you join your mother in fighting your father what you don't know is your mother cannot be cast oh she can't be cast by the man only god will deal with with her but you will be cast you the man has authority over you and you join your mother to stone your father iki kimutu kimeuza shamba zote chinaka aje kiangalie wanaume wengine wanafanya kazi yani kulewa tu wananunua brotu kamuru yani nui you say sasa iki mtu likaina gani you are attracting curses you are shortening your life Black queen don't shorten your life by joining your mother look you, did, did, by the way did you know that your mother has no power has no power to bless did you know that your mother cannot bless you she can't fyi if you didn't know for your information mothers don't have the power to bless in scripture the power to bless was given on the father that's why all through the bible you see it's the man who blesses not the woman she has been telling you oh me i'll bless you bless you with what She can only pray for you. She can't bless you. She can't speak any blessing. And she has been antagonizing you with your father. She has shown you how wicked your father is. Eh? She is a poor lover. Pretending to Do you look, your mother can be a very good mother, but a very bad wife. 
because you don't know the aspect of wife. Are you the husband? You don't know the aspect of wife. The one who knows the aspect of wife is who? The husband. So maybe your mother is a very bad wife to your father. Very bad wife. Very bad wife. She's a knife, not even a wife. But she's been antagonizing you with the father. Now the father has spoken bad about you. Because your father does not need to say, I have cursed you. He just needs to say in his heart, this boy has done this to me at Aona. That's enough. That's enough. And you are there. Mashika babako, mashati, umampige makofi. Unapigaje mami, unapigaje mami. Unapigaje mami. Unapigaje mami. You're moving ancient stones. You're touching ancient stones. David never demonized. He never went and said, you know, by the way, Saul is demonized. Some of you, when you are brought close by your spiritual parents, when I bring you close and you see a flaw I have, you go announcing. What you don't know is that you've opened yourself up to demons. I know so many of my father's flaws, but I've never opened my mouth, not even to my wife. She can hear, she can tell you. If I've ever spoken anything negative about my father, I have never. And I'm always around him. I know the things. I know sometimes he, get, he does this. But I have never opened my mouth to, tell, to say anything negative. You, we can't allow you access. The access became a curse. Do you know something called the curse of access? There's something called the curse of access. When you give, you're given access, you curse yourself and you don't know. So the curse, the access, which was supposed to be a blessing, has turned out to be a curse. Recently, someone was telling me if he knew following Jesus has to do with these things, <laughs> he would have said, I, Jesus, I want to follow you, but I want to follow you. And when I receive you like this, I want to die <laughs> the next minute. <laughs> I laughed. I told him, it doesn't work like that. I told him, he's a pastor, a very senior pastor. I told him, it doesn't work like that. Jesus wants you to fulfill the principles. Yeah. Because if you'd have received Jesus and died, we don't have to go through all this. But do you know why it is burdensome to you? I actually said I'll tell him that when I meet him next. Why he felt that particular thing was burdensome is because he was, he's dealing with God, the principle, and not God, the person. So he's trying to fulfill the laws of God without God. You know you can't fulfill the laws of God without God. The Bible says, my yoke is not heavy. My laws are not burdensome. That can only happen if you have a relationship with God the person first. Jesus the person. If you relate with Jesus the person, doing Jesus the principles, it's very easy. Very easy. It's like drinking water. It's not burdensome. You don't, I don't feel a burden to honor my father. I'm not burdened. I don't feel like, guys, that's how you may feel that I have to honor him. I have to, I don't, I've never felt that by the grace of God. I actually look forward to it because I'm relating with Jesus first, the person. And I'm able to fulfill his commands. That's the same thing with David. David liked Saul the person, not Saul the king. He was not relating with Saul the king. He was relating with Saul the person. Because before Saul was a king, he was a person. So he saw that person as a father. <laughs> Number one on the ministry of David. So there are four things about Saul 
that were not good. And I want to give you four reasons why you should rebel about, against your father. Four reasons why you should rebel against your father. Four reasons why. Exodus 20 verse 12. Exodus 20 verse 12. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. David knew this scripture. Because David saw the bad side of Saul. He knew that Saul was not a normal person. Sometimes. So there are four things about Saul that would have driven a normal son like David to rebel against his father. Number one, Saul was rejected by God through prophet Samuel. Saul was God's reject. He was rejected by God. But what the cloud has shifted. The cloud has shifted. Have you ever heard such statements? The cloud has shifted. The Lord has rejected. <laughs> now this is actually what happened in the Bible. An actual rejection. What do you Emotions and feelings. When you, when you are rebuked, the cloud has shifted. Asante. First Samuel 15 verse 23. First Samuel 15 verse 23. God had rejected Samuel. Ah, God had rejected Saul through Samuel. God had actually done that. He had rejected him. The Bible says, For rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as a sin of iniquity. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. So number one reason why you should rebel against your father is because the Lord has rejected him. The Lord has rejected him. Now if the Lord has rejected him, why don't I rebel? Why don't I rebel? I have not the right to rebel, right? Kama munga memkata. nani. But you forget the Bible says... A master stands and falls before his master. A servant stands and falls before his master. So it is the master that has rejected him. The master has not said you have rejected him. It is me that has rejected him. David saw that the Lord has rejected this guy. He had all the right to rebel. He's a normal son. But that was not sufficient enough to warrant his rebellion. Even though he knew the Lord has rejected him. He knew that the oil is now on me, not on this guy. Because it was said publicly, he still didn't reject him. He said it is the Lord who has rejected him, not me. 
So he had a reason why. He had a, a substantial reason why in our day to day people will reject, will rebel. Ah, hawa saa hii. Prophet akuja tu hapa aseme kitu. prophet. Prophet. Mimi nafuata Yesu. Mimi nafuata Yesu. Mimi nafuata nani Yesu? Yesu mwenyewe anakongayana, cheka. Anasema you don't understand my principles here. You don't understand. You think you understand, but you don't understand. You think you know me, but you actually don't know me. David had all reasons to reject his father because God had rejected him. Can you imagine? Mama, God had rejected. Imagine, prophet Maka akuja akasema, "Oja prophet Samuel, alikuwa prophet mso. He was the prophet of Israel." So akiongea ni kama the president of Kenya has spoken at that time because before kings he was he's actually who he's him that started anointing kings na akakuja akasema umsend me reject second reason why he should have rebelled against his father Saul was demon possessed Saul was demon possessed. Saul was demon possessed. And he came under the influence of evil spirits. And David knew it. David knew that this man comes under the influence of evil spirits. Alikuwa anajua. Kabisa alikuwa anajua. Anajua baba yangu kuna saa zenye mapepo zinamuingia. Yaani unajua baba wako ana mapepo. Na uwezi muwekelea mkono useme katika jina la Yesu na kimea mapepo. The Lord has rejected him. And in the place of the sweet spirit of God, God has allowed demons to enter him. Mapepo zinamkanyaga, zinamvinyanga. First Samuel first Samuel 18 verse 10. First Samuel 18 verse 10. Samuel 18 verse 10. The Bible says, and it happened on the next day that the distressing spirit from the Lord came upon Saul and he prophesied inside his house. So David played music with his hand as at other times, but there was a spear in Saul's hand. Look, take check in note of this and it happened on the next day that the distressing spirit from the Lord came upon Saul and he prophesied inside the house not prophesy life kuongea matogo ushona wenye wanda wazimu wanaongeanga and you know when they're translating the bible there was no better word that could fit that ebu give me another version i see how it puts it maybe you'll understand The next day an ugly mood was sent by God to afflict Saul who became quite behind himself raving raving he 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 went behind himself like akaanza kubehave kazi mwanadamu you understand like God forbid is like you come to my office and find me God forbid 
He went behind himself. David saw that. The Bible says David was there. He was playing his harp. He's doing all that and he's playing his harp. And the Bible says he usually did such at times. And when he's doing that, Saul wants to kill him. <laughs> like, he's trying to help the guy, but the guy wants to kill him. But he's still there. That's playing. Playing. We play for me something. Keep playing. Oh, don't mind. He's there. The guy's saying, like, yeah. More volume. <laughs> the guy that's playing. <laughs> and he's playing. And he takes a spear and throws it at him. He's trying to help him. But he wants to kill him. He saw his father demon possessed. He had a right. What do you call rights nowadays? It's my right. The Bible says everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is right for you to do, but not everything is beneficial for you to do. It's your right, yes, but is it beneficial for you? He had not the right. He's, look, the guy was demon-possessed. He wants to kill me. Aye. Alakuniwa. It's self-defense. You'd have easily defended yourself and said it's self-defense. I, I hit him back because of self-defense. The court will be lenient on him. Right? But that's not the case. He never, despite all this provocation, at no point did he rise up. And said, this guy, does he know that I've been anointed? Because by this time, he has already been anointed as king. Someone has already gone to his father's house, right? Because now he's brought to the palace and oil has been poured on him. So he knows, together with his family, that I'm the king of Israel. I'm not sat on the throne, but I'm still the king of Israel. No, God is with me. God, I'm doing this for God. I'm fighting for God. Have you heard those statements? I'm fighting for God. <laughs> You're fighting for who? Me. I can't allow that. If you ever hear such, just remember this. Because a time will come, these things will happen. This is prophecy of future. Because it's our Lord in the work of the Lord. A time someone will arise and say, I want to fight for God. I feel like this is not going the way it should go. Tell them, brother, you are in the Bible. <laughs> you are in the Bible. You are in the Bible. You are fulfilling scriptures. You are fulfilling prophecy. You are fulfilling prophecy. And I have seen people like you before. I'm not going to join you. I'm not going to join to my death. You know some of you, you are going to die dead. Not because you're supposed to die, but because you followed a fool. So when the curse comes, it comes on all of you. It's scripture in Exodus. There was a guy who rose up against Moses. What was the name of that guy? Who rose up against Moses. Korah. The Bible says that everybody was with Korah. The ground opened and swallowed them alive. 
with, with everything they own. So some of you, you, you die dead that you will not die. Me, there are some guys who rose up against my father recently. He said, we also want to become, we also want to be given this and this and this and that. I looked at them. I said, you are on your own, brother. I will not take that course. I will not take that course. I will not. Someone told me, before you make any decision, ask yourself, go back in history. Because the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. And ask yourself, how many have taken this route have succeeded? What is the success rate of this route? Go back in history because there's nothing new. Go back. The answer you find should bring you back. Back to your senses. The answer you find. How many took this route succeeded? How many because of deciding to rise up and fight an anointed man succeeded? If there is, follow. If there is none, coil your tail and sit. Kojo ulale. Kojo ulale. And shut up. David had all rights. He knew my father sometimes comes under the influence of demons. And I can see his demons because of what he does is not what, he, because how he speaks when he's normal is not how he's behaving right now. So I can see this is demonic. But what was David doing? He was playing harp. AKA he was just praying for him. He was saying, Lord, deliver your servant. Deliver your servant. Only you can deliver him. I know, Lord, he would want to be free, but he's been tied. Only you can set him free. Nobody can set him free. He did not go announcing and say, now let's call for a prayer meeting. Tuombe mutungaji. Zizi kama indazeza, tuko na kazi. Ningependa tuombe mutungaji. When someone comes and tells you that, tell them, shut up, just go and pray on your own. Pray for yourself first, you have more issues. Tell them, niki kuangalia. Anza na wewe. Ningependa sana tumuombe, lakini niki kuangalia. Naona wewe ndo naikuja kwanza. Kuja, pika magoti. Pika pika magoti. Ipokea unde. Baba katika jina la Yesu na kemema pepo yote indazeza. Toka! Namuambia simama endo jiombe. David saw his father demon possessed. David knew his father has been rejected. And number three. Or you don't want number three. Reasons why you should rebel against your father. Saul killed pastors. He had grown to become a killer, a murderer. Muwaj. Muwaj on above. Is that correct? Anyway, it's Mike Soini. I don't care. First Samuel 22, verse 21. Saul killed pastors. Saul had become a murderer. And his victims were not anybody else but the priest of God. He was killing pastors. Anachukua bunduki. Anawambia pokea. Pa, pokea, pokea, pokea. It's in the scripture. It's in the scripture. Yeah, it's in the scripture. Anawambia pokea roo. Pa, pokea roo. Pa, pokea roo. Anawawua. And David knew this. Can we read together? One, two, three. And Abiyaza told David that Saul, your father, has killed the priest of the Lord. He was rejected. 
he was demon possessed and now he was killing the Lord's anointed. His David was provoked to the end. I think that's why the Bible says this is a man after my own heart. Such that after God, after, after, after David blundered with, with Bathsheba and killed Uriah, God said, no, I can't leave this guy. He has proved his heart to me. I can't leave him. He has proved his heart. He had all opportunities to mess up. He had all opportunities to, to push the ancient stones. But he said, I will not. He, look, at one point, when this was happening, David went close to the house of, to the cave of Saul. Entered when Saul was running to kill him, was looking for him to kill him, and cut the hem of his cloth and showed it to him the following day. He said, Saul, if I wanted to kill you, look what I have. I was this close to you. Look, if, if I can get close to cutting the cloth of this lady, Pastor says, it means I'm so close to harm her. I can just put a dagger on her, right? That is how close David was. But he never touched him. So he was telling him, look, I don't, I'm not after you. You're the one who is after me. You're looking, you looking after me to kill me like a dog. But I'm not after you. I'm not after you. I don't want to kill you. Of course, those things will not avoid them. Yeah, as long as you are called to the ministry, my people, you're the ones who want to become pastors. Eh? Yeah, expect people to write stories about you. It will hurt you because you know that's not you, but they will speak. You, you hear stories. Stories that you've been with that man. You know that man will not do that. But you will believe it. Women Women are equally used with God and Satan. In equal measure. In equal measure. Look, the ministry of Jesus was funded by women. That's why it's women who are always in church. The ministry of Jesus was funded by women. The woman was removed, the demon. The other woman, the Bible says they sold their possessions and brought it to Jesus. The woman, the ministry of Jesus. <laughs> the ministry of Elijah was finished by a woman. <laughs> called Jezebel. John the Baptist, his ministry was finished by a woman. Samson, his ministry was finished by a woman. Adam, he was cut out of Eden because of a woman. Solomon, women. Eh? Abraham, the father of faith, messed up because of Sarah. They are used with God and Satan. So it depends with who you give yourself to. He will use you well. If you give yourself to God, he will use you well. Well, well. If you give yourself to Satan, he will use you well, well. And each as a reward. Moshe, 
Pastor, ulisikia Pastor Saul aliua aliua mapasi. Mimi mpaka nilikuwa hapo David akiambiwa imagine. <laughs> na David akufanya kitu. Sisi na kushu, ana sasa nataka kutumia go bare screenshots. Sai. Zingoje basi ndio taamini. Wewe ngojea ni serve chai. Mimi nasema ni muexpose. Wewe acha eh Mungu atakutumia ama shida anakutumia. Lakini akimalizana wewe, akimalizana watumishi wake. Utakuwa kadhe Babylonians. Biblia kuna ndogo ndogo Babylonians. Wakati wote Israeli wangekosea, Mungu alikuwa na shopping. <laughs> Anafanya shopping. Aluza eh hey, nani ako ready kunishughulikia wase wangu niwarudisha rada? Babylonians wanainua mkono. Anawaambia kama watu wangu, you are Cyrus the anointed. I will use you. <laughs> Anawaanoint anawatumia. Anaweka Israel laini. Israel wanaona hey, kumekuwa kunoma. Wanapiga magojo anaambia baba Mungu, tunajoma kosa yetu, tusamehee. Baba we ni Mungu wetu. Hakuna Mungu aliye kama wewe. Tusamehee baba. Tuinue, tubadilishe. Hey, Mungu anasikia maombi. Anasema oh my god, these are my children. Who has done this to my children? Guess who? Babylonians. He turns to them. He says, "Who told you to touch my children?" Who told you? Ana anafanya kingwao anaanza kukula nyasi. Anamfanya kingwao anakuwa ka ngombe for seven years. Anawafanyia maajabu ma scorpion. Anawapatia plagues na ni yeye aliwatuma. Barawakujua kuna mahali ukitumwa hauendangi. Unasemanga oya siko available. For that mission I think I got to go. I think I got to leave. I think I gotta go. User busy. Nilala mteja. Nilala mteja. Siski. Hiyo siski. Dodge. Hiyo siski. Najiongepena nisikie lakini siski. That's what David was doing. The priest told him Saul has killed. Verse 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 22. Verse 22 quickly. We have 22. 22 not 23. So David said to Abitha, I knew that day when Dodge the Edomite was there that he would surely tell Saul, I have caused the death of all the persons of your father's house. See, see, see this guy. It is Saul who was killed, but David takes the blame. He says it is me. It is because of me that these guys have been killed. It is because of me. He begins to cry, and it's not him, eh? But he says it's because this guy was looking for me and this priest gave me food. So so he has killed this priest because of me. That is David for you. He says no he's, no, he takes the blame. He takes the blame. He says no, it cannot be my father. It's not him. It's because of me. I'm the one who provoked this. I'm the one who has caused this. Verse 23. Stay with me. Don't fear. For he who seeks my life seeks your life but with me you shall be safe so he says don't worry stay with me this guy has, has killed because of me it's because of me that this is happening to the children of Israel it's because of me that these priests are dying that is a man after God's heart yeah he's taking responsibility of what he did not commit he's saying no don't judge soul don't even mention soul is because of Moab. Ni juu yangu mimi. Si juu ya mtu mwingine mimi. Mimi. It's because of me that this is happening. 
this will not be happening. But because Saul is seeking to kill me, he has killed the children of Israel. So don't blame Saul, blame me. Saul had become a murderer. He was demon-possessed. He was rejected by God. He had all sufficient reasons. If you're looking for legitimate reasons to rebel, I'm giving them to you. I'm giving them to you. These are legitimate reasons. They look right. They actually look justifiable. They look permissible. But David said, everything is permissible. But not everything is beneficial. I'm not taking this. I ain't taking this. <laughs> Number four. Number four. I'm a Saul was into witchcraft. Saul was into witchcraft. Saul alikuwa anafanya uchawi. His, life, his last night on earth was spent in a witch's house. His last day on earth alikuwa kwa uchawi yake. He was into witchcraft. He had metamorphosed from being rejected by God to being demon possessed to killing pastors. Now he was into witchcraft. What we will do in the spiritual world. He was into witchcraft. First Samuel 28 verse. 28 verse what? 28 verse 7. Then Saul said to his servants, Find me a woman, a woman again, <laughs> who is a median, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servant said to him, In fact, there is a woman who is a medium in Edom. Give me a message, Bible. Can we read together? One, two, three, everybody should read. So Saul ordered his officials, Find me someone who can pull up spirits so I may go and seek counsel from those spirits. His servant said, There is a witch at Edom. Kuna mchawi tunajua, baba. Aitangwa Dr. Ndumba kutoka Tanzania. Akopale kitui. Tuteremke. Sol na watu wake yao ikitu. Wakafika pap. Verse 8. Eh, wani hakuna 8. Can we read together? By putting on different clothes. Then taking two men with him, he went under the cover of night to the women, to the woman, and said, I want you to consult a ghost for me. Call up a person I name. Verse 9. Then the woman said, Just hold on. You know what Saul did? How he swept the country clean of medium? Why are you trying to trap me and get me killed? Because the same Saul had killed witches. When the, when the Lord was, before the Lord rejected him, he was killing witches. Now the same soul, the same soul who had been killing witches is now going to the house of a witch. So the woman is saying, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, shatter them. Why are you trying to trick me? 
verse 10. Saul saw solemnly, as God lives, you won't get in any trouble for this. Verse 11. The woman said, so whom do you want me to bring up? And Samuel said, bring up. And Saul said, bring up Samuel. Or bring me Samuel. Because Samuel had died by this time. Uh-huh. Read together. One, two, three. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out loudly to Saul. Why do you lie to me? You are Saul. Because the woman had not discovered that this is Saul he's dealing with, the king. She said, why did you lie to me? Verse 13. Because who else will be looking for Samuel if not Saul? <laughs> who else will be looking? And they knew that God has rejected. So who else will be looking? Nani uh-huh. You have nothing to fear, but what do you see? I see a spirit ascending from the underground. Muchawi, Kazia Kiro. And what does he look like? Saul asks. An old man ascending, robbed like a priest. Saul knew it was Samuel. He fell down, face to the ground, and worshipped. Uh-huh. Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by calling me up? Because I am in deep trouble, said Saul. The Philistines are making war against me, and God has deserted me. He doesn't answer me anymore, neither by prophet nor by dream. So God answers people by prophets and through dreams. He answers them. So he's saying, neither by prophets. Sometimes that's why you can say, I might be preaching. Then you say, that word is for me. God answers people by prophets. And by giving you dreams. Uh-huh. And so I'm calling on to tell you what to do. And so I'm calling on you to tell me what to do. Verse 15, verse 16. Why ask me, said Samuel. God has turned away from you and is now on the side of your neighbor. Verse 17. God has done exactly what he told you through me. Rip the kingdom right out of your hand and given it to your neighbor. Uh-huh. It's because you did not obey God and refused to carry out his seething judgment on Amalek that God does you what he's doing today. Uh-huh. Worse yet, God is turning Israel along with you over to the Philistines. Tomorrow, you and your sons will be with me. And yes, indeed, God is giving Israel army up to the Philistines. Verse 20. Like you will be with me, you will be dead. Because he's a dead man. So he's saying, tomorrow, uh-huh. Terrified by someone's words, there wasn't an ounce of strength left in him. He eaten nothing all day and all night. Uh-huh. The woman, realizing that he was in deep shock, said to him, listen to me, I did what you asked me to do. Put my life in your hands in doing it. Carried out your instructions to the latter. It's your turn to do what I tell you. Let me give you some food. Eat. It will give you strength so you can get on your way. Like Tokapa. Nikokongori. He refused. I'm not eating anything. But when his servants joined the woman in urging him, 
he gave in to their pleas picked himself up off the ground and sat on the bed the woman moved swiftly she butchered a grain fed calf she had and took some flour kneaded it and baked and some flour of some flat bread then she served it up after dining handsomely they got up from the table and were on their way that same night verse 26 that's the last one so the last time because prophet Samuel told him tomorrow you'll be dead so his last day on earth he was seated in a in a, in a, in a, in a witch's house and seated on his bed eating his food dining with a witch he had all the rights to say ah this man you become crazy you become crazy but despite in spite of this great provocation david maintained his stance towards him he refused to see him as anything other than a father there are many ignoramus people who launch out in life and launch out furious attacks against their fathers because of the force they have seen in him or in them when you do that what you don't know is you should learn from david david saw all the faults david saw god rejects his father david saw his father demon possessed david saw his father spend his day with a witch david saw his father do kill pastors but even after seeing all that at no time was he willing to kill his father at no time was he willing to launch attacks against his father why can't you learn from david why can't you learn from a man whose throne has been established forever because of this you have no more reasons truly speaking more than david to cause rebellion you have no reasons none of your father here is a witch doctor none of your father has killed a pastor none of your father is demon possessed none of your father god has rejected him so you have no reason sufficient enough like those of david to rebel you have no reason to attack your father you have no reason to criticize him you have no reason to join his enemies in glorifying the mistakes of your father because if come any reasons david had more sufficient reasons than you david was so bold that when someone came to report to him that <laughs> his father Saul has died he took a knife and killed the guy who came to give him the news and made a proclamation and he said tell it not in gath don't publish it in the newspapers let it not be breaking news that my father has died in battle let nobody hear about this fast that even the messenger who came because the messenger came maybe he was he thought he's reporting something good ah your father has hey, god has defeated your father hey hey what you have been waiting for that's what that's how you came speaking what you've been waiting for has actually come to pass your prayers have been answered guess what the man has died he said what are you saying he took his sword and put it in him and the man died he was saying oh man down man down man down he said what are you saying Do you know who you are speaking about? This is my father. This is not just anybody. 
I know God had promised me, but I did not expect it soon. Neither you even expect you to give me bad news about my father. That's why I never want to be a, a hearer of bad news about my father. Nobody can come and tell me bad news about my father. They know. I'll shut you up. I can call you Mokamo. <laughs> you know that meme of Mokamo? Kikuyu's <laughs> no. I can call you that. I will never allow you to come and speak against my father. Because you are putting me in a very awkward position with God. So ladies and gentlemen, God is asking you today, what legitimate reason do you have to rise up attacks against your father? What legitimate reason do you have to rise up and attack me? Criticize me? Create stories about me? What legitimate reason do you have? David had all the legitimate reasons, but he never did it. You, what reason do you have? Una reason gani, jibu? Is there any reason? Is there any sufficient reason? There's no reason whatsoever. So God is asking you today to consider your ways. Consider your ways. Are we together? Consider your ways. Consider your ways. If you want longevity, honor fathers. Obey your spiritual parents. Honor your father and mother. That's the only way you get longevity. The reason why the Bible says obey your spiritual parents is because with them you have to obey to attain your destiny. Because they will get to a place in your life where your biological parents might want to stop you from following your call. So that's where you say, I'll, I'll do what the Bible says. I'll obey my spiritual parents. For you, I'll honor you. But these ones I have to obey to fulfill my call. The reason the Bible uses obey because you have to stand before God and answer about your call. That's why it is using such a strong word as obey. Because you'll get a time. Patience. Your parents will tell you, ah, you're, you're in church too much. Your biological parents. You have to stand and say, no. I honor you, dad. And I honor you, mom. But I have to obey my spiritual parents. I have to listen to what they're telling. Because one day I'll stand before God. And I'll answer to this. I'll answer to this. That's what the Bible says. Obey your spiritual parents. Honor your father and mother. Some of you, you may not fulfill your call because you decided to do the reverse. You obeyed your biological parents and decided for pastors, I'll just honor the guy. Now you cannot fulfill your call. And one day you'll stand before God and be told to the left. And this scripture will be read to you. Because what will be used to judge as a scripture. It will be read to you. You'll be told Mokamo Kwangeshi. <laughs> you decided to do this and this. Here we are. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, do you want longevity with your life? Do you want longevity? Fulfill the scriptures. Fulfill all righteousness. We've seen from the life of Jesus. He was willing to obey John the Baptist. He submitted himself. He went to his church. He was baptized by him. We've seen in the life of David, he had all legitimate reasons, but none of them dishonored their father. So because of that, their kingdoms are lasting forever. David, the Messiah, great Messiah, had to come through his lineage. That's how strong 
his lineage is. That's how strong his kingdom is. I want us to pray and ask God to have mercy on us where we've dishonored our parents. Rise up on your feet. And I want you to open your mouth and begin to pray. Nobody will lead you in this prayer. It's you. Lord, I ask you to have mercy on me, Lord. I have no reason whatsoever to dishonor my father. I have no reason whatsoever, Lord. Lord, I ask that you have mercy on me. Lord, we are asking for mercy. Lord, we are in fled, oh God, we are asking for mercy. By you we shall prevail. 